Hello and welcome to episode five of the Warning Tab Podcast. I'm your host, Wanji. And today I'm joined by the nicest human you'll ever meet and future sports broadcaster, Kevin of the Householders. Say hello. Hello, folks. All right, this week's episode is going to be about our top five favorite sports films. Before we begin, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can follow the show on all social medias by searching for at Warning Tap. That's W-A-R-N-I-N-G-T-A-P. In order to keep the podcast going, I need your help. You can become a supporter of the pod through Anchor. We have a listener supporter for a donation of just 99 cents a month. You can help keep this podcast going. Supporters will get a shout out on the pod and new episodes come out every single Wednesday. This month's supporters are Liana and Robert. So thank you for being supporters. All right now, let's begin. Kevin, what are we drinking? Uh, well, I am drinking what others would describe as a fine Pilsner beer. Others could call it as the Miller Lits or the Lattes, <laughs> if you would. I just keep it standard. I go Miller Lite. Miller Lite, the basic of beers. Yep. And I, for like probably the seventh time, am just drinking a course banquet, but I'm also wearing a course banquet shirt. <laughs> uh, sponsor awareness right sponsor, there. Sponsor, hopefully one day. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Kevin, how do we know each other? Well, we have known each other for north of a decade. We were lifeguards together. We right. began working at the Berwyn Rack back in 2000 and technically 2008, but I was a cashier and you were a lifeguard. Mm -hmm. Then the following summer, I became a lifeguard with you. But little known fact, we actually knew each other back in grand, uh, middle school. Yes, we did know each other in middle school. But I didn't, I don't know if I ever talked to you. I don't think I talked to you either, but that's, I didn't talk to anybody. So that yeah. doesn't really shape say much. <laughs> but I do remember you in the same gym class as me, because I think... The way because we're always in alphabetical order in mm -hmm. line and i'm pretty sure you were like the first in the next row and i was like the fourth person or something like in the first row so like i just remember you were always right next to me basically okay, sure. so that's how i remember the first time i remember you yes and look at that who would have thought who would have thought all right so now let's go to some rapid fire questions the first question is the one i've been asking everybody so let's see if you actually have an answer do you know what hogwarts house you are oh yeah ravenclaw ravenclaw yeah have you, you took the test and everything oh yeah I am Hufflepuff. At first, I did not like that answer, but now I'm like, you know what? It grows on it you. It grows on you. You know, you know what? what? I am a Hufflepuff. I, I don't I don't want to ruin it for future broadcasts, but mm -hmm. I know somebody else who is also a Hufflepuff, and she hates it. Or she hated <laughs> it, rather. But now as, as she's gotten more involved in it, she's like, yeah, Hufflepuffs, they're baddies, mm -hmm. as she I, would say. I feel like all every uh, Hufflepuff is like, at first, and you're like, you know what? Own it. Yeah, Own wait, it. you <laughs> have to. You have to. I know the answer to this question, but I just wanted to ask it. Cubs or Sox? Oh, the White Sox. Why? Um, well, it's a team that my father grew up watching and appreciating. So, And it's also the same reason why I, the, my drink of choice is a Miller Lite. It's something that was in the house, something I was surrounded by, so it's something that I appreciate. Same thing with the White Sox. For baseball, we root for the White Sox and we root against the Cubs. And you you don't go against the patri uh, the patriarchy there. For um, was the Cubs game was like on was the WGN and stuff right like and uh, yeah Sox games were they like on cable at least back then or is that how that worked? Um, I'm not sure. Before I started watching, I'm not sure which networks picked up certain games. I do know that before the Cubs got their marquee network, they would both be on Comcast Sportsnet as well as WGN would pick up games. And the Cubs, because they were playing better, they would get contracts through uh, um, ABC, Channel 7, 
would pick up their games as well if it was a later game. But yeah, now that the Cubs have their own marquee, they're in their own special brand. Because I think that's why, um, from what my family has told me, that's why they became Cubs fans because that's what was on TV. It was something so you I think could view. Yeah, yeah, so I think they just watch Cubs, and then that's how you know. Yeah. All right, next question: If you can only watch one sport for the rest of your life, which would it be? Ooh, that's tough. Okay. Um, I would have to say, if it was watching it on TV and that was my only option, I would say basketball because I, I enjoy watching football on TV and I enjoy watching baseball on TV as well. But if it's basketball, it's up and down the court, it's action every second of the game. I appreciate that and I get into that. I get more excited for that while I'm watching it than most most anything else. Would you have a different answer if it was like in-person versus TV in person, I would I would say baseball, partially because I've been to so many baseball games as opposed to the others. I've mm. only been to I believe one hockey game in my life. I've been to two football games and just a small handful of basketball games. So just based on volume, I would say baseball. Basic answer. So, what is your drink of choice? Oh, that's that's the Miller Light. Miller Light all day, every day, all day. Last one. Would you rather give up beer or give up burgers? I would have to say I would give up burgers because there are plenty of other very delicious foods out there that can pair well with a beer. And have I having to give up beer would be a difficult one. But then that, that would just force me to get into uh, some more harder liquor, <laughs> some, some mixed drinks and some just some smooth sipping whiskey. Yeah. What is what do you think works best with a like a beer, like a good combination food wise? Uh, well, with the light beer, a lot can mix well with it. I. It's hard. It's funny that you you pick those two things that would be one or the other for this question because I do think a, a nice light, refreshing beer pairs well with just like a really big, fat, juicy burger. Personally, others can have different options. Obviously, there's many a different arrays of beer flavors out there, from light to heavy uh, and dark as well, and those are going to pair differently with your different food choices. But for me, give me a light beer and a burger. I'm pretty happy. All right, before we get into the topic of this episode, we're going to do a quick break into our ad. All right, so for this episode, we are going to describe our top five favorite sports films. So I actually had a list, like I think I had 10 on mine, and I really had to shorten it down. I don't know about you, if you had any issues. I narrowed yeah, it down to five. I had an original list of 10, but fortunately I had them ranked already, so I, I was just able to take my top five from there. Before we do the top five, are there any honorable mentions you want to throw in the... There are. So uh, one honorable mention, it's probably not a movie that a lot of people saw. It came out in the very early 90s. It's called White Men Can't Jump, starring... Uh, I've seen that, but like a long yeah. time ago. So I don't really remember what happened in it, but I, I do. Yeah, it's got Woody it. Harrelson and Wesley Snipes pretty much just talking about the underbelly street basketball of LA or in California, I believe is the background. And it's just these two guys that are both very good in basketball in their own way. And because everything is stereotypical, Woody Harrelson just plays this dopey white guy. I forgot who, it was Woody Harrelson. Yeah. That's how long it's been. Oh, yeah. shit. So he, <laughs> they, you know, they both hustle each other. They eventually team up and they go through their own trials and tribulations as a team. And it's, it's entertaining. It's a fun movie. And my other honorable mention is Moneyball, which came out at probably about 10 years ago now. 
It's starring Brad Pitt, who is the. Okay, general... I've never seen it, but I yeah. remember the trailer. He's uh, he's the general manager of an Oakland Athletics team that is forced to find a different way to win, because as opposed to like these other teams where they can, like the Yankees, as a prime example, who could just throw money at any big name free agent they want to and get them and be good that way, the Athletics aren't able to do that. They're they had to find a different formula based on what they could afford to try to win games. It's just. It's, it's a movie that looks at sports in a new way with the different different statistics and different anal- analytics that were that you had to look at to build a winning team. And it was just very it was a very well done in-depth um, look at that organization. Um, I have a couple. All right. Full Court Miracle. You ever seen that one? I have seen that one. Yeah, it was a Disney one. Wasn't yep, it? A Disney yeah. Channel movie. It's basically like a Hanukkah Jewish basketball movie. Yeah. That's yep. basically the premise of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it stars a kid from Home Alone 3. Oh, yeah. yeah yes, the best it does. Home Alone. <laughs> Other honorable mention is Karate Kid. But mm-hmm. I think it's only honorable mention because I am obsessed with Cobra Kai. And I think I, I love Cobra Kai way more than I love. brings those flashbacks yeah. for you. Um, Sandlot. Okay. I'm a, I don't think I have to describe Sandlot. I think everyone knows, everyone knows Sandlot. Sandlot. Yeah. And Angels in the Outfield. All right. All right. I do enjoy Angels in the Outfield. It has been a long time since I've seen it. It's a movie that um, my girlfriend, Molly... Has mm-hmm. not seen, so we have our own. movie. She's never seen it. She hasn't seen it. And we have our own movie watch list where she wants to expose movies to me. I uh-huh. want to expose sports movies to her, so we show that. So I, I was looking and trying to find that, but mm-hmm. I unfortunately have not been able to just yet. But she will see it at some point. Speak of the devil. Speak of her as she she's about to walk walks in. through the door. <laughs> You're just talking about you. Your ears burning. No. <laughs> We're talking about how you haven't seen um, Angels in the Outfield. I'm not. Is that a Costner? Um, no. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in it. It's got Matthew He's McConaughey. He's like a little kid. And... Oh my gosh, sold. So <laughs> <laughs> What's the old guy from Back to the Future? Uh, oh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd is in it. He's an angel. And um, Don- Donald Glover? Yes. Donald, Donald Glover? Glover? Yes. Yeah. He's, the, he's the manager of the Angels. Mm-hmm. Is that like... Donald Glover Sr.? There's yeah, yeah, Glover yeah. Junior. Not the, childish yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the older guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but... All right, so I'll watch. We just got to find it. Um, okay. Yeah, so those are my four honorable mentions. I see. All right, so let's get back to our top five. So what is your number five? So my number five is actually part of your honorable mentions. It's The Sandlot. Ooh. And as you were saying, it's not. it's one that you don't have to really describe to the folks. You... You've seen the Sandlot. You've heard of it. You know of it. It's Americana movie primo '90s. Well, '90s it came out, but like the nostalgia of the '50s '60s era era, and just a, a gawky nerdy kid trying to not be a goofus and play some baseball. All right, I'm gonna assume we have at least two similar ones in our top five, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, so my number five is Cool Runnings. Okay, so feel the rhythm, feel the ride, get on up. It's Bob's that time. Yep. A Disney, I don't know if it was a Disney Channel movie or it was a Disney just. I that movie. one might have just been a Disney sponsor. I don't think it was on Disney Channel. It was one that came out in theaters. I think I've watched on ABC Family, maybe even Disney Channel, but I, I just know it's Disney in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, they they have their hand in it. Basically, it's about a Jamaican bobsled team, and you know, there's no snow in Jamaica, so mm-hmm. that was, was that's basically the premise of the movie. It's based on a true story. Yeah. If you have not seen it, I, it's on Disney Plus. So 
Highly recommend highly that recommend one. It. All right, what's your number four? My number four is Any Given Sunday. So it's um, – I don't think I know that one. It's not one that jumps off the page. It's a movie that's got mm-hmm. Al Pacino and um, an older Dennis Quaid and a very young um, Cameron Diaz in it as well. So it's about um, this very old old school coach and his team, which has been a championship team in the past, trying to get his team to buy into playing under this third string young young quarterback who's been in the league for a bit but hasn't been able to like carve his own way. And it's it's it shows a different side of the NFL teams that you don't normally see in most movies. So you see them all partying after the games and how the the offensive and defensive sides interact with each other and how even though they appreciate this game and the team that they're on a lot of them it's they're playing for that almighty dollar playing on contract incentives to make x amount of tackles or play this many minutes to just get a little bit of bonus money on that contract when did this movie come out this movie came out i believe it was in the late 1990s if i had to put a range on it it maybe kind of sounds familiar, but like not really. Like I can't even picture. Isn't it? Who's anybody famous in it? Uh, well, and Al Pacino. Al Pacino is a very famous actor. Yeah. Dennis Quaid, in his own right, has been in a lot of stuff as, as well as a handful of sports movies as well. Um, uh, there are some uh, a former, now former NFL players, uh, Ladainian, not Ladainian Thomason, but LT um, is a very good defensive lineman in his own right um that is also in it so and ll cool j a very young ll cool j i believe is in there too it's been a little bit oh, since wow. i've seen it but it, it does have some mm. solid names in there it is an entertaining interesting movie and i think the only movie i've seen ll cool j in <laughs> is halloween um h2o oh was he in that i hope i think that's him Right? Oh, he was the security yeah. guy. He was. That's what <laughs> I was like. That's right. He was in there. <laughs> Stereotypical. Yeah, hey, it's a black guy. It's probably a little cool. Jay, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> Did I get that one wrong? Adam Sandler, when he used to make really, really good movies. Yeah. Now he's putting on stuff like Hubie Halloween. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't watch that sober. You have to be intoxicated or high. There's no reason. We to watch unfortunately, that we're not either of those when we watched it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was a choice. <laughs> it was. Um, all right. My number three is Airbud. Okay. All right. I liked Airbud. I I was just um, you know, you you quote things from different movies all the time, and just some something kind of triggers whatever mm-hmm. in your brain wave and makes you think of them. But one of the more iconic and very sad lines from that movie is when <laughs> is when um. He's trying to get the dog to run away from him to, for his own good, but the dog doesn't know that. Yeah. So he's yelling at him. He's like, get out of here. Didn't you see I don't want you anymore? And it just kills because the dog just wants a friend. And I feel like that's been imitated in like so many other like movies and shows. Like we're like, get out of here. We're yeah. Like, make fun of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. That's the reason uh, I wanted a golden retriever when I was little because I'm like, because of Air Bud. He could he could ball up, man. Oh, well, not for the sports, but I guess just, <laughs> like, just like, oh, I love this movie, and that's a cool dog. That I is, it. yes. I think it's end up being a regular cool. Labrador Retriever, not a Golden Retriever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, and they made like a bunch. Air. Oh man, Airbud can play football. He can play soccer. 
Pretty volleyball. Sure. Volleyball. If he did baseball, they'd be impressive. I think there's a Air Buddies. Oh, his kids. Yeah. Or uh, little puppies. There's Snow Buddies. There's a snow one. Uh-huh. So there were Huskies. And I think there's <laughs> just one, some reason to go in Jeez, space. Just, so they just oh, went no. off the rails with that they were one. just saturating the market yeah. with any kind of dog garbage out there. The first one was good. I don't recommend any of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to watch any of those. Oh, my goodness. All right. You're number two. My number two was your, I believe your number five is Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Like you were saying, it's just, it's a very entertaining movie. It's a movie that I definitely watch multiple times a year and I could, I could watch it every weekend and I have no problem with it because I, I truly just enjoy that movie. And if you don't get a little emotional at the end when it's, um, the main character, if, um, the John, coach or the... The, well, the coach and then the lead, uh, the lead Bob Slater. Um, I don't remember their names. I'm, yeah, I'm blanking on it. That's embarrassing. Uh, when they have their own connecting moment at the finish line and they embrace that big hug, yeah. you don't you don't feel something on the inside <laughs> there. You might be a little cold. Anywho, it's such a good movie. Very much. Everyone so. must watch it. My his name's Darius. There it is. Darius wow. Bannock. Pulled it out Got there, head. folks. <laughs> My number two, right? Yes. My number two is Space Jam. All right. A lot of basketball All movies right. on my list. Yeah, you you got I mean, a few. Michael Jordan. Everybody was a fan of Michael Jordan. Yes, they were. And then Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. It, it couldn't go wrong. Even watching it now, like the animation is not bad. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, it fits well it within that universe. It did it, well. You can watch it now and be like, you know what? This is this. Is, it didn't age badly. That's right. Just, exactly. Exactly. Are you going to watch the the new Space Jam new with Space LeBron James? Jam. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I want to know if they're going to do like any like mention. Because I don't know if they're like pretending it didn't happen. Or yeah, just, is this like, going to be brand new, brand or is it like, hey, the Monstars are back, like, and we need a new, we need a new star player. Are they going to bring Michael for a cameo? Maybe they'll bring him as like, hey, can you still strap him up? And he's like, man, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> he's like, well, let me give you the number. This one guy, I know. Oh, that'd be a great way to start the movie. <laughs> could be, could be an option they play. Yes, but highly recommend Space Jam for for some reason. If you haven't seen that movie, yeah, definitely. All right, our number ones. What our is your number, number one? My movie? number one is Major League. This movie came out in 1989. It's it also it's a movie with Wesley Snipes. Apparently, I had to think for Wesley Snipes <laughs> there for one of his like three decent movies that he's in. Um, but he's there's a bunch of actors who were famous in their own right at the time in in the 80s era. It's got Charlie Sheen, who's also a pretty recognizable um, actor at this point before he went crazy. <laughs> and it's just a ragtag, terrible Cleveland Indians team that is forced to either step up their game or be moved to uh, be moved to Miami by their new uh, their new owner, who is a former showgirl who just hates Cleveland. So they corral around her hatred and turn themselves into a championship team. And it's very entertaining. Speaking of Charlie Sheen, oh boy, let's talk about his brother. Ah, and my number one is Mighty Ducks. Alrighty, yeah, yeah. Honestly, all three of them just watch his one long movie. It's a great <laughs> just film. keep going. It's a great yeah. film. But yeah, the Mighty Ducks is probably my favorite uh, sports film ever. Um, I even have the jersey. Oh, do I you? bought the the white one from I think it's like the from second, the second one. The second yeah. Film. So I have that jersey at home. I like to wear it. It's super comfy. <laughs> it makes me feel like an athlete, which I'm not. Or at least like a sports fan of some sort. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It's a Disney movie again. Yeah. But uh, who's having it? Um, Emilio Estevez from 
um what's that movie breakfast club oh yes yes breakfast and club it has the main kid in it is from dawson's creek yes and it also has um in the second and third film it's got so the main character benny the jet rodriguez in the sandlot yeah, yeah is the in sandlot. there yep sandlot's in it um goldberg i forget i forget the name of that actor he was a very very prominent child actor who has not had a more a very good run of it as of late yeah i saw some um you know like where are they now type situations. yeah he was like i got heavy into drugs he was like bones oh he looks he, he looks like terrible teeth. like he yeah he's gone through some you know child some actors stuff. tough yeah a lot of them i feel like a lot of them stopped acting too or maybe whether your choice or not mm-hmm. and had some uh interesting paths after the fact yes like i think benny the jet was arrested for like he beat up some guy or something i think that sounds accurate yeah and he was like i think he's a firefighter now or something or well you know there's uh, there's always room for a redemption story <laughs> that's uh that'll be the reboot mm-hmm. <laughs> all right a quick recap what were your top five uh, number five was the sandlot my number four was any given sunday number three was happy gilmore number two was cool runnings and number one was major league Right. And mine were Cool Runnings, Rookie of the Year, Airbud, Space Jam, and the Mighty Ducks, in parentheses, the trilogy. The trilogy. What would you say got you into sports? Like, what makes you a sports fan? What got me into sports was, honestly, it was a very bad Chicago Bulls team in 2004. So I played sports... As, as a kid growing up in grammar school and into middle school, because that's what you did. It was like, mm-hmm. ah, well, you know, you'll sign play. Sign up for shit. <laughs> exactly. Sign them up, whatever sticks, sticks. If they enjoy it, they make some friends, they're active, whatever. But as as far as watching, I would just play it. And then when I would go home, I would have other stuff. I'd have, I'd watch my cartoons. I'd play my video games, my Game Boy. I wasn't interested in watching whatever sports would be on TV with my family. And then in 2004, as, as, as I said, just with, being able to watch basketball is something I really enjoyed doing. If I, when I was playing sports, I really enjoyed playing basketball. It wasn't any good, but I really enjoyed playing the game. So that was something I began to watch more and more on TV. And then that branched off from watching the Chicago Bulls into watching the 2005 Chicago White Sox who won the World Series. So then being able to watch that kind of championship team caliber and just, you know, obviously get to the promised land of a championship turned me on to, all right, well, let's see what else everyone else has to offer, which got me watching more uh, football with the Green Bay Packers. And then I will say I was a bandwagon jumper for the Blackhawks when I started watching <laughs> them in 2009, 2010, when they were at the start of their dynasty. So, yeah, I Chicago Bulls started it, and it just kind of grew from there. Yeah, I think I was forced, to, not forced, but as a kid, they, again, they just sign you up for shit. Mm-hmm. and see what sticks mm-hmm. nothing really stuck <laughs> i did karate which i liked mm. i wish i had stuck with it but like i just it just i didn't i didn't i don't know i was any good at i was a kid so like yeah just, your, your coordination's kicking. not there it's yeah. just if you the can board's get it's already broken for you they just pretend yeah if you put you any it. pressure on it hey man we're gonna get it there for you it's fine <laughs> i i also participated in the karate i made it to a yellow belt which uh, i think is just like you showed up for all the days of class yeah and you passed that was the thing so i didn't yeah. get my yellow i missed two days but because i missed those two days but then i would stay on days that like after the fact i would mm-hmm. do double practices or whatever they would be called and i thought that that would make up for it and then the day that the belt graduation was supposed to happen they put two two black um 
like honestly, it was probably electrical tape on my white belt to say that I missed two days and I didn't get a belt and I was so upset. That's so mean. And then I never <laughs> went back. I was like, I'm done. They just crushed you. I'm done. Like, I'm child. over this. Yeah. Let me give you like a heads up. Like, hey, mom, dad. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. Just, yeah. just don't come. No clue. Went in blind. That's that's for the disappointment. Um, what else? I, I did t ball as a kid, and I was only good because the ball was. Right there. <laughs> right there in front <laughs> of your face. There's no work involved in that. <laughs> and then I think it was only good because I was also really fast. Like sure. Running. Yeah. You so can't like, teach speed. Basically, I would just black people sure. on the bases. But like once the T was gone and they were just throwing the shit in my face, I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm I done can't, here. I can't do this. It's not for me. It's okay. It wasn't for me either. They would, uh, I wasn't a very good baseball player either. <laughs> Shocker. I know. But they would stick me in right field. And if you know anything about baseball and little kids, they never hit to right field. Well, so you that's just... why I was on There you right go. Field. You see? What the fuck? <laughs> well, it's all coming together. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, they stuck me in right field. I think in my that literally career. my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> why do you look like you're a right fielder? <laughs> I would have took it as a compliment, but now you just explained what it means. <laughs> Now I know I've just been insulted my entire life. Yep. And I think maybe I only got a couple of hits in my career. So, you know, I take those out. I, I call one of my hits an inside the park home run. <laughs> I kind of, it was a double that they threw around the base pads and then I got to third base and they threw it into the dugout because, you know, they're little kids. There was no coordination or know how to throw anywhere mm-hmm. consistently. So when it goes into the dugout, it's out of play. So like, all right, you go home. They're like, hey, I'm going to call that one a home run for my career. <laughs> a few things I actually remember from when I was in baseball was one, we were the Angels and the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. So those are all the teams that for some reason that's what we were called. Okay. Um, another thing I remember is I had to go to the hospital because my coach threw a ball at my face <laughs> and I broke my nose. That <laughs> oh, broke. No. no, it didn't break because I didn't have any like braces or anything, but he made my nose bleed. Oh, wow. I think he was... Did he expect threw, you to like, catch it? And he was just knowing me, you should not expect me to catch it. He, I think he's like threw it like a toss up. It was like catch, and I was like, what? And boom to the face, and then Hard started with bleeding, your face. And I had to go to the hospital. Oh man, that poor coach, bastard. <laughs> That's why I don't play baseball. Was him. That's the only reason. No other reason whatsoever. No other reason. Yeah, but yeah, I think other than that, like I did not. I was not. I'm not athletically inclined. That's not a word. I mean, it's a word, but it doesn't make sense. It, well, there, there's some, yeah, I mean, you can be athletic in different ways, but if it's, there's so many things, especially for baseball that you have to do properly from your mechanics of swinging a bat. You can't just go off and swing. You have to make sure that you're in rhythm with your one step and that you start your hands at, the, at a good amount of time to where you have it not only in a good spot to hit the ball, but hitting it properly and in a different area of the field. You know, there's a, there's a lot that you don't think about as a kid. You're just like, oh, I'm just going to go swing a bat. Mm-hmm. But when you get, as you continue to play and you get more involved into it, you can swing a bat earlier or later and hit it at a specific spot on the bat to judge where you're going to put it in the field of play. I feel like if it's not in the water, I'm pretty much useless. <laughs> like, that's even proven now. Or I work with kids a lot, and sometimes they want to do like sports activities. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, do you want to play like basketball or something? I'm like, no, you guys play. I, I got to make sure everyone's doing okay. That's yeah. just only because I know you just, they're going to make me look like, they're yeah, going to uh-huh. make me look bad. <laughs> These kids are tossing like the footballs and shit. I'm just like, <laughs> no, I got to just make sure you guys don't get hurt. Yeah. I'm going to just stick back. 
next time next time they want to offer you to come play sports like yeah you know we'll take this to the water and you can teach them animal ball <laughs> there you go animal <laughs> ball that's see okay yeah swimming a little bit of water polo but animal ball is like that's where it's at that was the game Describe what animal ball is for people who don't know what that so is. So for the which viewers, is most people, yeah. So for the viewers who were not fortunate enough to work at the Berwyn Rec Center from the time of they would say maybe the mid two thousand fives to 2013, 14, roughly. Yeah, I think when uh, it, it we still played it after that, but it wasn't like as as consistent as consistent as it was when we were there. Sure, like as when we were guards at least, right. So animal ball, you have um, there's two teams and there is one ball in the water. Usually we used a water polo ball, and the goal was to get the ball from your side to the other side and hold it on to the ledge for I believe it was a three, three second count. Yeah, and we would I think we usually tried to play either to a certain point number or as much time as we or as you know as many points as we can get through before yeah, we, we had to open like, up for night swim. Yeah, because we had like an hour break in between right day swim and night swim. So basically it was like boom, but yeah let's get a game going and the rules for animal ball is there are no rules you can short of killing someone you can do whatever you need to get the ball out of their grip from just ripping it out of their hand you can bite scratch claw drown i mean i'm sure you you got drowned once there have been people who were (laughs) scratched and there was definitely blood was drawn in this game people were out even whether it'll be by accident or on purpose, people got hurt. There were some just because everyone was being very aggressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're like, like me, you wouldn't think I would be that good because I'm just like, I'm short. Like, there's not much you I got could strong do. legs. But I was very good. Also, like when someone like if I needed to get someone, I would be able to grip them really well. Yeah, so like wrapping around them and then making sure they couldn't go anywhere. Uh-huh. Very good at that. I was actually pretty good at animal ball. You did I'm well. Not gonna lie, you did well. Like, you know, there's always people when you're playing sports, you're like, Ooh. You're not like, my first other, choice. For every other sport, I should not be anyone's <laughs> first choice. I wouldn't even put myself in the top 90% of your choices. But for animal ball, I'm a good choice. Call you boy. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. The one time I literally almost drowned was, well, rest in peace now. Rest in uh, peace. Serrano. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our friends, he... He was, a, he was huge. He's a big guy. Yeah, he was a big guy. And... I was not, and I was probably like 16, <laughs> so I was especially not. Weighed like 140, five, five maybe, if mm-hmm. that. And he would just like, he like just basically grabbed me and like was like tossing <laughs> me in the water in and out. And I'm like, I'm literally drowning. <laughs> I'm literally, I, not what am I going to do to get oxygen into me? I don't know what you think I'm going to do. I can't do anything. You win. Tap yeah. out. Let me go. Oh, my uh, gosh. I feel like what other injuries do you remember happening? Um, I I don't remember who it was, but somebody somebody got hit in the face. It was probably with an elbow, and they were bleeding like from their nose. Like there was there was blood pouring out. I can't recall who it was, unfortunately. Mark Mark, our old uh, one of the um older managers. One of the older managers. He played and he got he definitely had blood drawn on him. How he's like twenty feet tall. Well, you know he he's big. Big, but uh, the bigger they are, the harder they fall, man. I know some people do a lot on scratching. Like, oh yeah, some people thrive on scratching people. That, that was their thing. Ball. That was their thing, man. If they they weren't gonna stop you, but they'll scratch <laughs> the crap out of you. I think. Oh, I think Mons elbowed uh, Vanessa on her birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> During animal ball, and that's how she was like bleeding. She's like, "Whoops!" Or was it "Whoops"? Was it, it on accident? Uh, or was it on purpose? Well, you know, there's some things to be said there. We don't know. We will never know. 
I feel like for sports, like even watching them, like I, I don't really care for watching sports. I'm very easily distracted. Mm-hmm. I think the only sport I can actually pay attention to is hockey. Okay. Because it's something's always happening. I feel true. And someone's always there's always fights, which there's, I yes, it makes enjoys. I'm like, oh, okay, he just ass. There yes. are plenty of fights to be had in hockey all the time. It's uh, you're right. It is very. There's always something going on. It's a very fast paced game. Just going back and forth up and down the ice and there's always hits which you know mostly are legal that you can just lay a hit on somebody and knock them on the ice which is always entertaining especially if you're a part of the crowd and you're the home team and your home Mm -hmm. team hits somebody there's always usually a pretty big uproar for that so yeah hockey is definitely an easier one for those who are the easy, easy distracted to pick up and actually enjoy watching you know visually all right, so like as a time of this recording, COVID has been going on for a while, and sports stopped for a while, but then they came back. Yes, you know, talk about that a little bit. So yes, at the peak of COVID, which was March, March it of feels like twenty twenty, yeah, everything shut down. So um, at that time, basketball and hockey were still in the midst of their seasons. They were shut down. They're like, all right, we're going to stop. It was actually. Um, a basketball player who's on the Utah Jazz, Jazz named Rudy Gobert. He was the first NBA player to test positive, and he, because nobody knew much of anything at the time, he infected his entire team. Sure. And there, yeah, so they all got COVID. That was like the start of it. Everybody had to lock down. There were two teams who had played like that night when all this like positive testings were coming through, and they had to quarantine in the locker rooms of this stadium. For I don't know how many days. They lived in the fucking locker rooms. They lived in the locker rooms. It was terrible. And so that was going on. Hockey decided to shut down. Baseball was in the midst of their spring training, which is, you know, just kind of getting getting mm-hmm. into baseball activity and getting ready before their long season. That what they stopped after a couple of weeks of the spring training started. They stopped and they were shut down for a while. So there were no sports from March until I would have to say, I think August. August. So in August things settled down as best they could baseball came up with an agreement to have a two-month season where you played 60 games and it was against just your own division and your division of from of the um opposing league so it was pretty at most divisions in baseball they're all pretty centralized so in the where the white Sox play you're in chicago um ohio michigan Minnesota. You're in that same conglomerate. You're not traveling very far. So it wasn't by, because what was baseball? There aren't two different... There's two different comp, uh, leagues. Yes. yes. So they weren't going by that. They were just going by like literally geography. Yes, exactly. So they were doing that. So they got going and then the NBA decided, I believe it was in October, that they were going to have, it was about two weeks of a bubble format, which is what they classified it in Orlando, which was questionable to begin with because at that time orlando florida was at it's like peak <laughs> covid huge positivity and they were rate. still tweaking the numbers in their favor <laughs> and it was still real bad yeah it was still not great yeah you would know and they decided yeah we're gonna go and play basketball in orlando whatever it worked they got it done so they had because they wanted they didn't want to just go right into the playoffs there were still teams battling out for playoff positions for those top eight top eight spots so there was 10 to 12 teams invited from each conference there to play these two weeks of games, figure out the seeding and the playoff positions. Then they had the entire postseason 
in those same in those same um, stadiums in Orlando. Um, Dis- was Disney was hosting um, Disney hosted the NBA bubble and yeah. the postseason. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I do remember that being a big thing that they were because stay- they're all staying at the hotels and stuff, and they were yeah. trying to get tested. And they were all just staying just there, there practicing in, the playing there. Exactly. Yeah. So what they- team was was it baseball that was still traveling? Because I remember, um, I remember hearing about like one of the team, one of the sports was still traveling their games, and then. It just got a hot mess because everyone was just getting sick. That was so, yeah, that was in baseball. That was um, the Miami Marlins after their first couple of weeks of this short, abbreviated um, baseball season. They had a huge outbreak. They had, I think, the maybe the total number was that they had over 20 players and like staff test positive for COVID over the span of a week. And they, everybody who they played in that time frame, they had to quarantine and they had to deal with their own positive test when mm-hmm. they weren't sure if it came from when they played Miami yeah. or any other individual thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, that was a big thing to figure out too. It was like, all right, well it's a 60 game season. And then you have somebody like the Marlins who missed so many, they, they didn't play baseball for three weeks because they had to quarantine for so long and have these people go through the protocols, have, have guys that can test negative and then get enough people on hand to actually play a game. So then it turned into baseball's decision of, all right, we're going to start doing double headers to try to get as many games in as possible. When they were doing double headers, it turned into, instead of doing your best record from 60 games, however many games you play, we're just going, going to go by the best win percentage. And that's how they kind of figured out who was going to make it in for the postseason there. Another team that dealt with that in the baseball season was the St. Louis Cardinals. They played five games and then they had to be shut down for multiple weeks because they had a huge COVID outbreak too. Like it was just, it was it was good for any sports fan like myself who had been deprived that entire spring into the summer without mm-hmm. having anything to have some kind of action out there. But then because they tried to force it and rush it and have something for the fans and to make some money for themselves just with TV sponsorships, it just, it made it all that much worse when these outbreaks happened. For like, like what do you, we say like ESPN like that's all they do is show sports right yeah so how did they deal with like when there was no sports for months which is reruns every day it was like, what would, they still they had survive? to go in they had to go in for work and they talked about whatever they could a lot of that was had to deal with covid covid related issues about mm-hmm. why we can't have sports right now or what's going on with certain things especially at the beginning when Sports had to be put on pause with hockey and basketball and discussing, well, this is something they could do. And this is something that we might eventually get to see. And then it got to the point where their airing, um, their airing time slots were reduced because there was just nothing to talk about. about. A standard half hour talk show would run for 10 to 15 minutes just to talk about whatever they could to fill airspace. And then they were done because there was nothing else going on. Were teams still like practicing during COVID? No. So you could do any individual workout that you wanted to at your own, at, you know, yeah, at your own, yeah. or if you wanted to hire some kind of trainer, and I, I would assume if you went through the protocols that were necessary to make sure that you didn't get each other sick, you could do that, but you were not allowed to go into any team facilities, anything that they would normally offer to any athlete on their team, you couldn't use. And at the point, once they started opening things up slowly, it was on a one-on-one basis. So something they did in basketball, it was one man, one ball. So you'd have one coaching staff member, one player, and one basketball, and they would go and just practice and do whatever they did. 
and it was just the player, the training staff guy, and one basketball for that whatever practice, however long that they would do that for. All right. So, like, as a time of this recording, COVID has been going on for a while, and sports stopped for a while, but then they came back. Yes. You know, talk about that a little bit. So, yes, at the peak of COVID, which was March, March it of feels like 2020, shut down. yeah, everything shut down. So, besides like the audience, like the actual playing of the game, did they have to modify anything? Or, like, all right, we have to play like this now? Like, or is it basically the game stay the same? It's just like literally nobody else can be there. The, the game is the same. Yes, with no fans, that did make some things obviously very different for multiple reasons. Something that the NBA, who has reopened into their their next season now, because the playoffs ended, their bubble was over, now they've started a brand new season again. Something since they've had a couple more outbreaks that have happened and games have been postponed, they want less contact from all the players that are on the on the floor. If you're on the bench, coach member. Or, you know, as a part of the team, you're wearing a mask. You're masked up on the bench. You come onto the floor, you don't have a mask. I don't think at this point they're not going to mandate that you wear a mask. Maybe if it gets super terrible and they still want to try to play games, Mm -hmm. they could do that. I don't really see that coming to that point. But if you've watched basketball games, you know that there's a lot of, like, hand contact just with your own teammates whenever all right you're gonna help someone off the floor or if they hit a free throw they do this like all right you go just like passing of the ball in general yeah (laughs) so they're trying so they're trying to limit some of that as best they can but it's difficult because you know you're playing with one ball you're gonna every time you have a stoppage of play you're gonna change out balls it doesn't happen you don't carry that many Mm -hmm. but they're probably gonna if the if the outbreaks keep happening at the rate that they are and it continues to get worse they're gonna have to find some adjustments from having X amount of balls on hand to use through or different sanitizing measures that they can handle. Do you think any like either sport or like ESPN or anything was hit hard, like the most, like it really just fucked up everything for them? I can't say which one was affected the most you know, because like pretty much equally everyone, kind of... everyone got, everyone was hurt. Yeah. Everyone was hurting in their own way. Why you game of life? <sighs> Everyone was hurting. Hold on, before we continue, okay. pause on that. <laughs> you want to explain what the fuck you just did? <laughs> well, I mean, if I do, then all the listeners who don't play, they might have to be forced into the game. But well, to give you the that's, short, that's fair. To give you a short synopsis, uh, Wanji and I played this drinking game called the Game of Life, to where you would have to mark or deface your beer, and Wanji did not do that in the proper manner. So when I called it upon him, he has to now finish his drink, which he just. He has just now completed, and if you cannot finish your drink in one go, it has to sit on top of your head until you finish it. And this year, the reasons why I have anxiety, <laughs> because <laughs> I am always on pressure when, well, especially just you and Zach, mostly Zach, mostly Zach, who's always on it. And I was like, I'm, uh, I, I can't chug, I'm just, you I know can't what? swallow all these beers. Anxiety, <laughs> maybe not so much anxiety, but it's like that little like extra jolt. Like you've heard things like you, if you get scared. It's supposed to be good for your heart. Maybe like the little anxiety. That's why jump. I watch horror movies <laughs> and, and true crime. I don't need this constant like fuck. <laughs> Am I safe? <laughs> Am I safe to walk and hang out with my friends? No. No, because it make me chug a beer. You're never safe. Anyway, uh, so I'm not sure which organizations were um, – who loses out on the most money by not having fans in the stands or the sponsorship deals. All I know is that everybody was hurting. Everyone was hurting 
especially because when they wanted to try to restart these seasons and the players to come back and play, the players wanted their full contracts because everybody was still under a contract and they were supposed to get a guaranteed amount of money per year. And a lot of that is predicated on the organizations can offer that because they're averaging out what they make per year just based on ticket sales, merchandise purchasing, anything in at the games. So even though games weren't going on, were they obligated to pay all the players? So they had to come through a collective bargaining agreement that some players and some sports were fine with taking a cut because they understood the situation. Yeah. Baseball was not the way. Baseball, the players wanted their full money, even though they weren't going to play a full season. It was a huge ordeal that they went through. And then you had multiple high-level players saying that I will not play unless I get my full share. They already get paid an obnoxious amount of money. Truth. You're getting... I mean, also, like, the the stadiums and shit, the companies do make also an obnoxious amount of money. Right, which is why you can offer the contracts to some of these guys yeah. that you can. But when that, disappa- when that disappears, I, I'm 100% on board with you with it. These players, you'd hope that they're a little bit more understanding. If it's some of these veteran guys who are under who have been under multiple contracts, they're not hurting if they don't get their full $16 million still, this like, year. They're still paying you a hell of money. It's not like no money at all yeah you're not it's not hurting your paycheck but it's just Mm -hmm. it's learning to live within the means that you would have to this year and that's just something they didn't want to do unfortunately Mm -hmm. but they figured it out they were able to make the money work the players got paid the the season happened and now going into this next year they're hoping that it'll be a little bit smoother now we have more protocols in place hopefully there isn't more outbreaks than what happened previous year, just in all sports. And we'll just kind of see how far we can take it until we get this thing as well under wraps. You think they'll find a way to get their teams, their players vaccinated, like as essential in some way, or just like Um, higher on a list or something? They could maybe eventually get pushed up to being higher on a list, but then that falls under the same category of, are you going to make it mandatory? Are you going to make every player on your team say, Hey, you have to take this or you cannot play. Or will the players stick to their own guns if they don't want to take? It's like, well, you make your own decisions, but I'm not going to take this vaccine. So that's something that really, that's got to have a really long discussion with everybody involved before they can even attempt to see if they can jump the gun and jump some spots to try to get the vaccine, the vaccines taken so they can play a little bit more risk-free. If you know me, you probably wouldn't call me a sports fan. I don't think that's like a term that you would probably throw in in conversation to describe me. No. But I do love tailgating. You do. That's probably like the probably the most fun I have, and the only reason I like going to see sports events. Yes. What are what do you miss most about tailgating? Like what and why do you think tailgating is just such like a even for someone like me who's not a sports fan? I brings everyone on the same table. I think tailgating is very important for anybody. If you're bringing somebody to a sporting event, they could be trying it out for the first time. Or they're going with you because they want to be supportive and maybe you had an extra ticket and they you couldn't get anybody to go. It's like, all right, well, I don't want you to waste the ticket. I'll go with you. I don't like to go and see what we're about to see. But if you have that option of tailgating like you can do at a handful of sporting events, there's something to be said about, hey, let's show up a couple hours early. Let's crack some beers. If we want to bring a little grill, we can you know cook up some food instead of paying for stadium prices, hang out, listen to music. And just shoot the shit like we're doing right here. Mm-hmm. And then you can go into the stadium, watch whatever you're going to watch for two and a half, three hours, and go home. Also, like if like me, like since you're not really going to pay attention to what's going on, it's good to go in a little buzz already, <laughs> especially since you don't want to pay for $10 beers yeah, at yeah. the stadium. You can already come in feeling a little good. You're feeling all right, yeah. And then, yeah, if you have a friend of the female persuasion who has 
a purse with maybe some hidden pockets or two mm-hmm. that security doesn't feel like checking, you can sneak a couple in with you. There you go. Exactly. When you've tailgated, like this is like my favorite, or like just something, or something a memory that pops up. You're like, well, that was that happened that one time. Like that was a funny story. Or hmm. well, all of my tailgating experience has come from going to Chicago White Sox games and tailgating in their parking lots beforehand. I would just have to say just the environment that you get to experience when you're at a tailgate, being around so many different people that you would never see or interact with outside of this one area and this one time. It's, it's, it's truly a bonding experience. You you can pop in and, and walk through and hang out and cheer with whoever's around and people are, at least in my experience, people are mm-hmm. very open and willing to share with you whatever they have. Yeah, do you want a beer? Do you want some food? Come on over. Let's talk for a little bit. It's almost like a tribal thing because you're all there for the same exact reasons. Exactly. Like, even if, well, maybe maybe, maybe different teams, you maybe have a... There's some rivalry, rivalry in there. there but yeah. like, for the most part, everyone's just like, we're all just... Having we're all time. just here to have some beers, have fun, watch, take time of our day to watch something that we appreciate. And yeah. Would you say time. games like... I mean, sports games in general, usually there's always the home team always has like the most people there. Mm-hmm. But like for Cubs and Sox games, would you say it's almost Oof. split? And like, how do you, how would you describe that? Like environment, so, those people. I have been very fortunate to go to a handful of Cubs Sox games. Those are some of the most intense games that I've ever <laughs> been a part of. They, it is a very, very healthy split. I will say that the Cub Cubs fans do travel to Sox Park a lot better than Sox fans when it when we do have to play the Cubs mm-hmm. at Wrigley. The Sox stadium is a little bit like more accessible, right? Definitely like more accessible. To, it's compared to Wrigley, where worse, you're surrounded. Has a worse name. The it's, buy one get one free stadium. It's you know it's it's a <laughs> guaranteed rate, man. It's how we live. What was, about what that it? guarantee? It was Cellular Stadium. It was right U.S. Cellular before, and everybody got used to calling it the Cell, which was a so, nice name. That and, sounds like a decent name but see it was not it was fine now and then uh, now it's a discount now it's off buy one get one free bogo <laughs> stadium if they want to do that for a beer deal i'm all for it <laughs> so yeah it's it's um definitely much more accessible and fan friendly for tailgating at Sox park because i actually have a parking lot and yeah. an area where you can congregate and hang out as opposed to wrigley where you're have to park a handful of blocks away or just uber there and then everything surrounding it is a bar oh, they don't have, like, mm. Does it have a stadium? I, at Wrigley, I don't know where their parking I feel like area I only is gone set to up. Sox tailgating, so I actually don't even know if I've actually been. So to I've stadium. I've only been to Wrigley once, but as from what I can remember, they don't. Everything surrounding them is like uh, businesses, and anything that's because like the across the street, there's like state there's, there's bleachers on top of exactly. Buildings. So it's a yeah, residences, yeah. but it's like mm-hmm. on top of apartments. You can either be in one of like their luxury rooms up top where you can see into the stadium, or on the very rooftop where they have some seats as well let's go towards the end of the show and let's talk about what you're doing like where can people follow you i know you have a youtube that you're working on and you talk about sports stuff yes go into that so i have been making um sports related youtube videos for about a year and a half now i talk about nearly anything and everything sports related that i can i've talked about Teams specifically like the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox. I've talked about um, my top 10 favorite sports movies. I've Mm -hmm. talked about postseason predictions for baseball in the NFL. And just a lot of different things, topics in between. 
for anything sports. So you can find me at, if you want to find me on Facebook, it's just Kevin Householder. I don't post too much unless I'm just <laughs> posting a link for a video. On YouTube, you can also search Kevin Householder. And if you find the logo of a Chicago White Sox cap with an autograph on it, that's me. You can also, it was autographed by Michael Kopech, who is a up and coming pitcher for the White Sox. He's going to be very great as soon as he gets healthy. We're hoping this year. <laughs> and if you also just search in the house report, all one word on YouTube, it should pull up my channel as well. I'm still tinkering with that one and figuring out why it doesn't fully work if you put spaces in there for the name. But if you put it on mm -hmm. one word, apparently it pops up. That's weird. But that's where you can get me. Would you say it's more for sports fans? Like, me you think i'd actually get anything out of it or like you're like this is probably more for actual sports i would like people i would say some of the video content where i t that i talk about they're more f tailored towards the people that follow sports more mm -hmm. um ritually like myself but i do have a handful of videos where it is more introductory in learning different aspects mm -hmm. of the game and talking about different things I do, i've had i've done this this video a handful of times where it's my sporting opinion where I go out on my social medias, whether it be Facebook or now my Twitter that I recently got. And I'll ask if uh, I'll ask um, anyone, give me a sports question that you want me to answer. And I will commit. And I did to, that. You did that. And I will commit to answering that. Yeah, I was about video. sports movies. Cause yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, no, I, did, I asked another one. You, you asked about um, uh, seating for sports and why sports are instead of having them split up in divisions or conferences, why aren't they all just under one umbrella yeah. type deal? I didn't. I don't think I watched the answer to that one, but I will. I will look that up because I did ask that question. So yeah, th those are videos like that where people who are just want to learn more about something, I can get yeah. more in depth with them about something they're more curious. Because that about. was something I was actually very confused about. Mm -hmm. Did you? Do you ever have an episode about? Because I don't really. I still don't understand fantasy, like fantasy football and stuff like that, or just like I, I don't. Yes. I have done a couple this. of videos of fantasy football. I did one where somebody, it was one of my sports opinion mm -hmm. um, questions where somebody asked me what would my dream fantasy football team be. So I just pick like the best people that would be imaginable for every position that I put on there. But then I also did another one a couple years ago, or sorry, last year, because I've only been doing this for a year and a half. Last year where it was just fantasy players who could be, who you could look out for in like later round drafting, somebody that keep an eye on who other people might not be looking for to help you for your, uh, your fantasy football team and your playoff push very quickly because you have a whole video so you can watch it to actually learn more what like how does that work what is fantasy football like so fantasy football it ranges from teams that are in the league it can go anywhere from six to 14 teams in the league you set a date and everybody can draft their own team and it's um and it's a, a snake rotation so if you draft the first overall pick you have to wait for one through uh, two through 14 and then 14 goes again all the way back up to one, then it's your pick. So it goes in that snake order. So it's if you're on either end, you can get back-to-back -back picks essentially. So really help build your team. And then you just draft certain positions. Each roster you'll have, you'll have to draft a quarterback, two receivers, two running backs, a tight end, a defense, and a kicker for the most part. So you just try to draft the best available to try to put up the most points per week. Have you seen people who like actually don't really know much about sports and they just got lucky? Oh, actually oh. did really well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I've been in a couple of leagues where there are just people who draft because they, they, they enjoy it. It's a mm -hmm. good time, especially if you're a part of a league where you do a live draft. Those are always very entertaining. 
but just they'll draft just based on a couple of names that they know that have been good players. And then there's people who just can't make it because of a certain date. It doesn't work for their schedule and they'll auto draft. Mm -hmm. So the game will draft for you and then you'll just assemble your team from there. And those, those teams sometimes make it to the championship round, you know, like it I'll just depends. Pick, I'll just pick whoever has the coolest name. Like, Hey, he sounds cool. <laughs> hey, sometimes that works. There's no, there's no real strategy. You can, you can assume and there's strategies of mm. who you think can be the best, but then injuries come into play. It's always just luck. Exactly. Just see, see what happens. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast. And don't forget to follow Kevin. Uh, you can follow the show on all social medias by searching for at warning tap at W A R N I N G T A P. You can become a supporter of the pod through anchor with listener support. Uh, for a donation of just 99 cents a month, you can help keep this podcast going. Supporters will get a shout out on the pod. Once again, this episode is sponsored by uh, Liana and Robert. Uh, new episodes are going to come out every single Wednesday. So without further ado, I'm Wanji. And I'm Kevin. And, and this, this has been your warning tap. tap.